I just love, love, love the next guest on the show today. It is returning guest, Rachel Kujup. And Rachel is a marketing coach. She is an entrepreneur. She helps multi-passionate entrepreneurs build their signature service. And today, Rachel and I are tackling a rather controversial topic. We're talking about the fact that your mindset is blocking you from the fact that, oh, nobody has any money to buy my insert name of course here, insert name of service here, insert name of product here. We're talking about all the ways that you can overcome that mindset and maybe how you can reframe this so that yes, you can absolutely position your service in a way that is going to land you sales. So buckle up, Rachel and I are about to slay some dragons here and I really hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. Of course. Well, I want to tell the story really quickly of what kind of got me interested in getting Rachel back. I always love talking to Rachel, but this specific instance got me my wheels turning. She put up an Instagram live and the topic was believing no one has money to spend right now is keeping you stuck. And I said, yes, this is such a good topic. Can we please talk about this? So, and then of course, Rachel goes into her, her training about it. And I just wanted to share her philosophy with you guys, um, the audience here and kind of get into the discussion about it. So Rachel, Will you please enlighten us with your knowledge on why this is something that's coming up more and more with entrepreneurs? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked me to chat about this is because I'm seeing it as a mindset block, but also as a wider discussion that's been happening a lot lately, particularly the last few months, um, which makes sense with COVID, things being uncertain, we're all a bit vulnerable. We're all a bit exhausted. Well, I know I am. I'm going to be huh, real. I'm still yes. in lockdown um, in Melbourne, Australia. So I just kept on seeing it come up. And because I'd experienced it personally, so I, the last few months, was having a bad day and I found myself saying the same thing. Like I should know better, differently, be doing better. But I was like, hang on. And I had to call myself out on it and I realised what it was when we say or when we believe that no one has money to spend what's actually happening is there is no evidence normally to support this it's actually a mindset block and it doesn't sound or necessarily feel like a mindset block hence why everyone's like sharing it as a kind of fact or truth or belief and then more people are seeing it sort of being talked about and thinking, oh, yes, this is evidence, but it's not. It's all our mindset. And really, it's ego. I mean, who wants to invest time, energy, creativity in something, put it out there and hear crickets? 
no one. But now more than ever, we have an uncertain world and it feels more true to us. Now more than ever, we're looking around and we feel like we have evidence to support this mindset, which is like I said, why it's so important we talk about it because most of the time there is no evidence. Maybe there are some people that are saying like, look, uh, maybe my prices are too expensive. Maybe I'm pricing myself out of the market. Maybe there are other service providers that do the same thing that can undercut me in price. What would you kind of say to, to that evidentiary response? Yeah. And I think we always do come back to price and see that it must be money is the reason why we're not getting clients. I'm going to call BS on that too, because we know that to be true. Some people, are, you know, can put a service up for a dollar. Some people can put the same service up for a million dollars and people buy at both those price points. So again, assuming what your clients can and can't pay is kind of rude and incorrect. And again, comes back to the mindset around, like you said, like self-belief um, around self-doubt and again, ego. So if you're looking around going, no one's buying my service, my price must be too high. I would actually encourage you to look at your service as a whole. Um, you know, are you clear on who your dream clients are? Are you clear on the problem you're solving? Are you clear on the transformation? Have you set yourself apart from your competitors? Is your messaging spot on? Um, do you feel confident when you show up and sell and teach and inspire? I would be looking at those. And, you know, it's great that you have evidence. I'm always saying that ev evidence is great, but the evidence isn't pointing to necessarily that you need to drop your prices. And in fact, a lot of people find that when they increase their prices strategically, not just picking a number out of a hat, strategically, they get more clients. So there's a lot of psychology behind this. So again, I would ask you to look at what you're doing, the market as a whole, um, really strategically and not just drop your prices because again, you assume that no one's going to pay them. A lot of people are enrolling in high ticket programs, I am, my clients are enrolling in mine, my colleagues and peers in the community are having people enroll in theirs. They're like buying high ticket services. And I'm talking about, you know, thousands of dollars, anywhere from three, five, 10,000, you know, Australian dollars. That's a lot of money, right? Considering we're in uncertain times, we've lost work, we've had to pivot. So that goes to show you that your clients and customers are still wanting to invest, still wanting to reach their goals. And again, the assumption that that isn't true for them is incorrect. And we just can't be making those types of assumptions anymore. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that, Rachel. And I, I love, um, I love that you bring in a lot of the, the mindset to this as well, just because as entrepreneurs, we get a little bit bogged down in what we're, cause we're testing in real time all the time. Right. So we get bogged down in the maybe the immediate results or the immediate response or immediate reaction from I will even just take a social media post. And then that kind of like triggers like this domino effect of, uh, OK, I don't know if my offer is good. I'm not really sure if I should still be doing this. Wait, wait a second. What am I even doing? No one has any money. <laughs> like, it's like just jumping to these conclusions. Of course, this is all happening inside of our brains, but I think I love that you're bringing kind of this 
this level headedness, this, uh, this perspective of, you know, look, if you're, if you're cutting through the noise of, of being clear of exactly what your message is, like you said, is your messaging spot on? Are you confusing your audience? Are you actually clear on how you can help them solve their problem? I know I probably sound like a crazy broken record by the time I'm saying help people solve their problems, but I think it really is true. And it's a good reminder, especially going into this last quarter that we need to really just, you know, hang on and make sure that we're not letting just sabotage our efforts, right? So true. And, you know, I love that you say that I'm very level-headed. There's a lot of emotion going on behind the scenes. Don't get me wrong. I have to self-coach like daily, right? Like you're right. Being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster and I'm all for evidence and research but then again the wider picture just because someone didn't like your instagram post doesn't mean they won't buy your services there are a lot of lurkers and sometimes my instagram posts when i'm selling directly sometimes they have had the best engagement the most likes the most shares ever which again i want to bust a myth here my launch copy does better than most of my other copy which does quite well and sometimes I get crickets um, on posts, but guess what? I get three people signing up to my program, which has happened recently, saying I loved every post. I listened to all the podcast episodes. They can quote me. Did they engage in the post? No. If I had switched my messaging out, being like, holy crap, no one's looking, no one's sharing, no one's loving on it, would they have bought? Maybe not, because I just would have switched everything up when I didn't need to. Again, there needs to be self-trust that you've done the work, let things happen, like flow. You also need time. People need time to consider buying, enrolling, engaging. Um, and that now maybe more than ever, they need a little bit more time. Not necessarily. I know my clients ask for more time when enrolling in my current coaching program. So I've given them more time, more time to consider, more time to watch me talk, more time to engage with the content. And I'm trusting in that process so listen to your audience yeah like get to know them really well and just let things breathe a little bit why do we need to be like hitting i don't know play push every five seconds of the day just just let it be like yes yes that's that's so that's so so spot on and i think it also goes back to the question in the in the potential buyer's mind of why change and why change right now? Yeah, I agree. And again, that's your ego being like, I didn't get the hit. I didn't get the dopamine hit from my thing. Um, sorry, it's really not about you at this point in time. It's been about you and your client, but a lot about you up until that point. But then, yeah, it's really about your client. So I agree like this I suppose implementation is really, really important. So, you know, there's a mindset, the strategy, and I also talk a lot about implementation, which I think is what you were just, you know, alluding to then. The implementation, um, you need to be really clear and you just need to stay a course and you need to know at what point you need a webinar, at what point you need a bonus, at what point do you need to send an email out, how many emails, how many posts you need to know all of that and then again trust in that you've got the right messaging some people and some audiences do need to get you know six or seven emails over a couple of weeks 
Some people only need to get like one email, but it really depends on your audience. And I always ask people when they enroll in my programs, um, what was the point that made you decide? And often it's a combination of things, but each one has a different kind of trigger. So it's a video that I posted or a post that I did. And again, you're right, it comes down to content planning and marketing and thinking about what types of content do you want to create? Um, you know, videos, emails, um, posts, webinars, um, bonuses, all of that. And if you're really clear, and again, you're doing it from a place of serving, solving a problem, you're going to win out. If you're doing it from a mindset of scarcity, no one will buy, I need to make this money, which is gross energy. We've all been there though, let's be honest, but gross energy that yeah. does not work and really does not work this year. Um, yep. You're going to create the wrong implementation tactics. And that's when you have things, yeah, like poster note walls, um, lots of like webinars, you know, 60 emails on the final day, dropping prices. The strategy is sound, the implementation is off. And most of the time, it, it, again, I sound like a broken record too. It's your mindset, it's your ego that is creating those gross tactics that you then regret later, right? You're like, crap, that didn't look so good. And then you need to recover from that. And then you have a massive come down and then it just starts the cycle all, all again. Yes. And I've been there. Oh, yes. Well said. Well said. I, um, this is such an intriguing topic to me because it's almost like we've opened up Pandora's box of every entrepreneur's worst nightmare. Now it's like, I know this was like such a last minute request and I appreciate you so much for coming on. I know we have, we always have a time zone thing happen. You're in the future. You can tell me how Friday is going. I hope Friday is good. <laughs> so, so I also want the, the listeners to know um, how they can connect with you and also to enroll in your program. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm always up for a good DM chat on Instagram. So you can come check out all of the good stuff. Um, talk to me about your plant babies. I'm an obsessed plant mama. So if you've got plant babies, please hit me up with photos. Um, my handle is Rachel underscore Kujip. And I do have a coaching program, you're correct, called the Creative Freedom Method that does go into everything we've talked about today, everything from niching, pricing, naming your services, and also how to create a sustainable and ethical marketing strategy to get it out in the world so you don't have that bad taste in your mouth at the end of a launch and think, should I mm, do that all over again? That I never want you to feel. I want you to feel really confident and to like sell with ease. So yeah, you can come and talk to me about that on the gram and doors close um, on the 25th of October. And I know, yes, I'm living in the future. So if anyone here is listening and wants to check it out and is like, no, the future has gone, you can still DM me and chat about it. Um, I'll send you a message. It's all good. Perfect. Yes. Guys, go and connect with Rachel. She is a wealth of information and knowledge. And I just feel so grateful to be connected to you, Rachel, because whenever I go on Instagram and I see that you have a live happening or I always am checking out your content because I am always learning something new from you, I'm like, yes, Rachel is talking about this topic. And I just, I just have so much respect for you as an entrepreneur and I love what you do. So uh, thank you for jumping on at this last minute. I appreciate you. No worries. Anytime. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Side Geek Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.